3: i never forget the first day that I met Mr. Washington. I, I was born in a poor section of Miami, Florida called Liberty City. I was born in an abandoned building on a floor with a twin brother. And when we were six weeks of age, we were adopted. And when I was in the fifth grade, I was identified as EMR, labeled educable, mental retarded, put back from the fifth grade to the fourth grade. And I failed again when I was in the eighth grade. I don't have any college education, but because of my mother, and I feel like Abraham Lincoln who said all that I am and all that I ever hope to be, I owe to my mother. I saw a sign once that said that God took me from my biological mother's womb and placed me in the heart of my adopted mother. So my first major goal was to buy my mother a home, to take care of my mother. And, and I did that, took care of her until she passed at 88. But I'll never forget when I met Mr. Washington, I was in a class waiting on another student, and and he came in and he said, young man, go to the board and work this problem out for us. I said, oh, sir, I I can't do that. He said, why? I said, I'm not one of your students. He said, look at me. I said, yes, sir. Go to the board and work the problem out anyhow. I said, sir, I I can't do what you're asking me to do. He said, why? Sir, because I'm, I'm educable mentally retarded, sir. And as the students erupted in laughter, he came from behind his desk, he looked at me and he said, don't you ever say that again. Someone's opinion of you does not have to become your reality. And I was a turning point in my life. On one hand, I was humiliated. But on the other hand, I was liberated. Because he looked at me with the eyes of Goethe, who said, look at a man the way that he is. He only becomes worse. But look at him as if he were what he could be. Then he becomes what he should be. And so Mr. Washington, he challenged me. And I want to challenge you right now about raising your goals. And and I want you to shake someone's hand on your right and left, look them in the eyes and say, stretch yourself. I grew up in New Orleans. My
4: mother worked as a daycare assistant at the Jewish Community Center. The man that I was told was my father was a carpenter and a functional alcoholic. He was abusive to my mother and I, so needless to say, for most of my younger years, I was angry. And by the time I entered into adolescence, I was furious. God knew I needed points of light. So he gave me a praying mother. Not more than a baby herself, when she married this man, she tried her best to protect me from him. But with no life skills of her own, she did what she knew how to do. But oh, how she loved me. Friday was payday for him, so he would come home happy. But that was short-lived. He would go out and return a few hours later, drunk and angry, yelling and fighting her. And as I watched in horror, God knew that this little boy needed points of light. This happened every Friday and every Saturday night. But come Sunday morning, my mother would come in the room and wake me up, shake me in my chest, and say, Come on, baby, let's go to church. When we get there, I would see my mother up in the choir, singing, happy, rocking, talking about, Thank you, Jesus. I remember being a little boy wanting to know this God, this Jesus that made my mother so happy. She said, baby, I'm gonna teach you how to be a Christian. The real one. You know, the ones with flaws that makes mistakes. The ones that God himself used in the Bible, that kind. Not these perfect pretending holy rollers, she called them. You know? She taught me that God loved me. And oh, what a point of light he has been for me. Now, I'm sorry, I know it's not politically correct to talk about God and faith these days, days, but oh well, they gave me a microphone. (laughs) Thank you for allowing me to be myself. It was my mother teaching me about God and faith that allowed me to forgive my father and also to be able to understand them both. Now that I'm older, I realize that my parents had no examples. They were two wounded children trying to raise a wounded child. Years later, I would enter into show business not knowing that I was carrying a desire to share what I had learned and witnessed growing up, not knowing that the very people that had made me laugh and made me cry and made me happy, made me sad, and literally had made me, were showing up in my work. Their lives, their stories, their hopes, their dreams, their despair were all on display in my films and my storytelling. I only wanted to bring laughter and light now because I had seen so much darkness growing up. I was writing about things that were raw and guttural, my own experiences. So much so that it made the critics uncomfortable. It was crass and abrasive to the trained eye. Offensive, they called it. But while they were writing their reviews, I was receiving emails and likes on Facebook by the millions from people all around the world who got it. Like the letter I got from a woman who said, my sister saw Diary of a Mad Black Woman, and you did in two hours what my family has been trying to do for 12 years. She's leaving an abusive relationship. Yeah. It was a point of light. Or the letter that I got from a mother of a little boy in Houston who has autism, and she was telling me that it's my shows that keep him calm enough to go to sleep in the evening. A point of light. Or the single mother who sent me an email saying that she had had it and she was gonna commit suicide. She rented a hotel room and she wanted to spend the last day with her kids. So she brought them to this hotel and she said, anything guys wanna do, you let me know. One of them said, I wanna watch one of Tyler Perry's plays. So they watched the show. And after they watched it, she was no longer depressed. She found herself laughing and happy and joyous. And she no longer wanted to commit suicide. That's a point of life. it feels great to be able to lift people on this level but you also have the power to lift people even if you don't have this platform
3: yeah see see I think that that you really have to stretch yourself to discover your stuff I think that we have to really begin to experiment with life and I said that you have something special I didn't say that just to be kind and courteous you do see I think that there are not many people that come to seminars or workshops or will watch a program of this nature. Why? I just think that most people are just satisfied to where they are. I'm, I'm reminded of a man, one day he was walking down the street, he passed his porch where some people were on the porch talking, and there was a dog moaning and groaning. And he was curious why the dog was moaning and groaning. And he, he went back and he said, um, excuse me, he asked the owner, why is the dog moaning and groaning? The guy said, because he's laying on a nail. He said. Well, why won't he get off? He said it's not hurting bad enough for him to get off. Just hurting bad enough to moan and groan. How many of you know people who should be here? Raise your hands, please. How many of you know people? All they do is moan and groan. <laughs> moan and groan. I'm not making enough money. Moan and groan. I'm I'm unhappy with my job. Eighty-seven percent of people go to jobs that they hate. And in addition to that. You know, as we know that, that we have the dubious distinction in this country that on, on Monday morning the heart attack rate increases over 35% on Monday morning between 6 o'clock and 9. People going to jobs that they hate. The heart said, didn't I tell you I didn't want to go? And attack them. <laughs> Some of you don't want to go to work next Monday. <laughs> so the thing is this. So you wanna find out what resonates with you. What is it you really want to do? You wanna experiment with life and find out what fits for you. You have something special. You have greatness within you. You have the ability to do more than you can ever begin to imagine. See, I believe that anybody through observation and practice can perform at the level of excellence. But when you're pursuing your greatness, and this is worth writing down, You don't know what your limits are, and you act like you don't have any. So I say to you, you have
2: something special. You have greatness within you. The problem with greatness, when you have greatness, greatness to you might escape your mind because your greatness is also in your normal. Things that you step over. Things that you overlook, things that you take for granted, things that might not be valuable to you because you are inundated and saturated with them are valuable to other people around the world. I was just talking to a gentleman the other day who said he exports artwork from this country and then resells it in other countries at three times and four times the price that you pay that you sell it for retail over here. We all have to think differently. There are no barriers. There are no restrictions. There are no limitations. You can go as far as you want to go if you know how to work it right. You got to start thinking differently. Your marketplace may not just be your neighborhood. It may be your world. I had, the reason I'm standing on this stage today is because our world is much smaller. We are interconnected. We are interdependent, and that's why we need each other in order to succeed.
3: Who would have thought, and I look at you, I say, you have greatness within you. You have the ability to do more than you can ever begin to imagine. No one could have convinced me that I would be doing what I'm doing right now. You know, the easiest thing I do Every year is go into a sales organization and dramatically increase their sales or go into a prison and, and enable prisoners to see themselves differently and teach them the methods and techniques of how to plug into the system or motivate young people to begin to, to see how they can have a vision of themselves in the future and fit. That's the easiest thing i do. do or train a speaker to help them to leverage their experience as a speaker and say, look, speaking is a projection of who you are, not who you think you ought to be. And come with power from a platform. That's the easiest thing I've ever done. Let me share with you the most difficult thing I've ever done. The most difficult thing I've ever done was to believe that I can do what I'm now doing. No one could have convinced me, just given my circumstances, I earn millions of dollars every year. No one could have convinced me. If both my parents came up here right now, I would not know either one. No one could have convinced me, being labeled educable, mentally retarded, born in an abandoned building on a floor in Liberty City, poor section of Miami, Florida, failing twice in school, no college training, never worked for a major corporation, I did not know how I can do what I'm doing right now. Never forget Mike Williams, my mentor. One, I think a lot of people fail in life because of the fact that they need some mentoring. They need some coaching. Uh, repeat out to me, please. You need... You need... need. Some coaching. coaching. Yeah, see, 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 you can't see the picture when you're in the frame. I remember Mike saying, Les, you can do this. Mike, huh? Mike, how, man? Wait a minute, Mike. Uh, how, much, how much am I going to be able to... To, to, to charge, Mike, unless um, you, you, well, you could start out at $1,000 an hour. A th- Mike, I don't make that working for two weeks. Come on, Mike. I, Mike man, I, I appreciate your belief in me, Mike. Look, Mike, I work for the Miami Sanitation Department. Man, I've, I've been a garbage collector. Uh, uh, you know, I've, you know I've, I've done door-to-door sales. That, that was great, and you know, I, I'm here as a disc jockey. That's good, Mike, but Mike, I don't think I can do that. Les, you can. But Mike, I don't have any credentials. I've never, I've never written any book, anything, man. I'm, I'm not rich. How can I teach somebody to do something I've never done? But Les, why don't you just test yourself? Why don't you stretch, Les? Come on, man. Mike, I, I don't know. And here's something I I realized. Write this down. Sometimes you have to believe in somebody's belief in you until your belief kicks in i respect mike williams here this young man he he saw something in me that i didn't see it in, in, in strong analytical mind and i looked at him i always respected his thinking and he looked at me and he made me feel special and i said okay mike and i just kept holding on to what Mike said to me. I just kept holding on to what Mr. Washington said to me. I kept holding on to my mother saying, you're special, Leslie, when they said you're educable mentally retarded. Mama didn't know what that meant. She only had a third grade education. So she said, he'll be all right. honey. a hard head, make a soft behind. He'll be fine. (laughs) But she said, you're special, baby. You are special. And and they kept saying that over and over again. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. And so here's what I want you to do. Let us say together, as you think about your goals and your dream, let us say together, it's possible. Together, please. It's possible. Say it like you mean it. I had just started junior high school,
4: and in order for me to get to high school, I had to walk through the drug dealers, literally step over the whores and the drug addicts, walk through a graveyard, then in the next block, past gang members, and then go through the projects and then come to a six-lane intersection and it was always busy, but just beyond that was the school. Well, one day as I'm approaching this intersection, I hear this voice saying, will someone help me cross? He was in a suit. He had a cooler in the hand and a folded lawn chair in one hand and his cane in the other. Will someone help me cross, he said. People kept ignoring walking past him with their busy lives. We were poor, but we were busy. I don't know why poor people are so busy. (laughs) I said, I'll help you in my 13-year-old changing voice. He said, well, thank you, son. May I have your shoulder? I wish I had time to talk about giving your shoulder to somebody. I said, yes, sir. He said, don't trick me now. I said, no, sir, I won't. We crossed the street, I asked him where he was going. He told me that he was going to, uh, to my school to sell praline candies to the kids. So I helped him to the school and he said thank you and he told me that God would bless me for my kindness. He and I became friends, we took that walk every day. I came out of school one afternoon and there he was sitting outside in that lawn chair selling pearline candies, 25 cents. And I saw one of the kids try to buy candy, right? And they gave Mr. Butler a dollar and they told him it was a $5 bill. I stepped in and I said, Mr. Butler, this is a scam. Needless to say, I had a lot of enemies at that school. But it didn't matter. I was glad to do it. You see, Mr. Butler was one of the first men in my life to see me. And what made it all the more special is that he was blind. He was a point of life. One morning, I was late meeting him. And as I walked up to the interse- intersection, I could see Mr. Butler standing there, not saying a word. So I tipped up behind him, and I said, I said, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to wait to see what happens. He said, I know you're there, son. I said, yes, sir, I am. I said, I didn't hear you saying, will someone help me cross? He said, no, I was listening for you. I said, you were? He said, yes. Sometimes in life, son, when you pray, and you said all you can say, All you have to do is stand, and wait, and listen. What a point of light he was. There are many people in this world that are wanting, waiting, saying, asking, begging, hoping. Will someone help me cross? We all have the power to be a point of light. Thank you. God bless you. Appreciate it so much.
0: It's time for Jessica and Tasia on Hindsight Radio. Everyone. Hey everyone,
1: welcome to the Divine Connection Show, where we want to on. Uh-huh. and
5: Tasia.
1: How is everyone doing? We hope you all are doing well. We are doing well. We're oh, doing good. great. Yep, it's been a great week. Um, Greatness is just exuding up <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so... As you all can probably guess, our topic for today is greatness, and we felt like that clip was so perfect, um, and it was so moving, you know, and inspiring, and it's just people that have been through through some things, and then they climb to the top, and now these people are truly considered great and walking in greatness, so... Yeah. So anyway, um, we wanted to talk about it
0: tonight. Oh, first, we have an announcement. Our ebook is on the website. It's on there um, to purchase. So go ahead and check it out at jtmuse.com. dot com. Yes,
1: j t m u s e dot com. And yes, we're pretty excited about that. Um, it was a little delay. We had a little bit of holdups but unforeseen circumstances but it's up now so make sure you check that out um yeah so anyway back to what we wanted to talk about um greatness um basically let's start with the definition basically like what does it mean to be great like what is greatness and um I tried to look in the which one what year is that dictionary? Eighteen hundred. Eighteen hundred dictionary and it says greatness is high rank high rank or place, elevation, dignity, distinction, and power and command. Um, strength or extent of intellectual faculties as the greatness of a genius. Um, and that's what that said in there and then just the basic definition of greatness is the quality of being great distinguished or eminent and so eminent means famous and respected within a particular sphere or profession mm-hmm. so um basically we are on the journey to greatness on our path to greatness mm-hmm. so um It's more like where do you see yourself and how do you get there? Mm -hmm. So what does it take to be great?
0: So what does it take to be great? One of the main things that really sticks out to me as I observe people um, that are at a certain place of their greatness is that they have a crazy work ethic. um, Separates them from everybody else so with that work ethic they're constantly constantly working on their craft every day to be greater and greater Mm
5: -hmm. and in
0: doing so they do sacrifice their time they sacrifice other parts of their lives um, they sacrifice uh, years and just years and years of perfecting um, to be a better version of themselves to be a better Uh, Better in their field Better in their industry
1: I recently just read um, Followed someone who's very successful I really don't remember his name It's like Jesse something And I'm learning about him Because he's someone people look up to And um, Anyway One key thing he said Because he's very successful This guy runs marathons and things like that But he Mm -hmm. said Be great No be irreplaceable so basically, what does it take to be great? Or basically, I don't know, most favorite in your job or something like that. Just make yourself irreplaceable. That's another form of just people walking in their greatness. Mm-hmm. If you have something to bring to the table, make sure you are, you know, doing the best that you can do. I mean, if you're working for a company or if you're trying to be, you know, um, promoted. Just make sure you are, like, the best. And we know that there's other people that can top you, but just make sure that that comes in different aspects as well. I mean, make sure your personality matches and things like that. But, um, yeah, that was something that I thought of when you said that.
0: And then they also take the opportunity of failure and make it a challenge to be better. Um, And then with that, it, it extracts wisdom and you can get wisdom from your failures. Mm-hmm. Um, failures are lessons um, that you can take and you can even educate other people with those failures. Mm-hmm. There's value in failures because not only do you know how to do something better, you know what not to do. And that can save a lot of people, a lot of heartache, um, a lot of time.
1: Yeah. And a lot of successful people became successful through their failures. I mean, they did things, trial and error, they failed in some aspects, but you're going to do that, but will you let that stop you? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so just even with those failures, people pay good money mm-hmm. <laughs> to tell, to be told what not to do or how not to make a mistake.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: in the failure, make it an educational make it to be educational for yourself and even like even in what's failure you like have you like ever worked out and you're working out to your max or to the um to yeah. failure in your reps and you just get tired and then you just until you can't no more and then you fail so with that it builds your muscles with that failure. There's going to be soreness, but as it rips, as you're ripping, as you're um, going through that, it begins to build and your muscles get stronger. So you could just use that as an example as
5: I guess the, the
0: process of mm-hmm. even though you might go through, you pushing yourself mm-hmm. to, 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 to failure in that those reps, but in the outcome through the failure, you're stronger.
1: I was gonna say, I don't think it's pushing yourself to the failure. You fail, and you may look at it as failing when you get to a certain point. So, say you're supposed to do twenty, and you went to eighteen, mm-hmm. then I guess in your opinion you would have failed. You know what I mean? A, opinion of yourself, like, oh, I didn't make it to twenty. But it's like. But
0: then if you don't put a limit on how many you're going to do and you're just going until you can't no more, you might say, okay, I'm going to do 20, but you end up doing 15. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you end up doing 25.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, definitely strive to do greater. I was just saying I don't don't look at it as, you know, mm your failure there. But, I I mean, when, when you don't reach it that's when you feel like you fail. But, I mean, I totally understand your analogy and your example, but I was just clarifying, like, I mean, I don't see it that yeah, you way. Know. Yeah,
0: I was just yeah. adding to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um. with having this crazy work ethic, um, that really separates you from the others, from being mediocre. When you're up earlier than everybody to work, on your craft, when you're staying longer in the office, when you are going the extra mile, using different resources and resources to educate yourself and just doing things that everybody's not doing—that's what separates you. Right. From- when you're
1: waking up in the middle of the night, jotting down whatever ideas come to you, right then, whatever downloads into you.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So
0: yes So that sets you apart And that m- makes you Great Because you're doing the things that nobody else Wants to do
1: mm-hmm. That's setting yourself up for greatness mm-hmm.
0: So With that Just make sure you educate yourself um, Every day Add to yourself every day And it builds up you just say, oh, I only have an hour to read. Well, that turns into one hour a day to turn into, like, one book a, um, a week, you know? mm-hmm. And the more you do it, it builds up. So that's why you have to constantly be consistent with what you're doing because mm-hmm. it adds up. And before you know it. Yeah, your routine change, you
1: may make time for, may have some more room to do to implement other things on your list or your goals.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then um, we have mindset. That's very important as well because you have to set in your mind that whatever comes your way, whatever obstacle is presented to you, you can overcome it. There's like so, like, even with the the audio that we sh- uh, played earlier, um, there was so many challenges that they had um, right. in life, but they still overcame it. Like, there's so many stories. Right. But if they can get through it, you can get through you it. You can get through it.
1: And it's just that mindset to have to just never give up. The never give up mindset you know
0: Mm-hmm. and then it's like you don't know by being under pressure you don't know what you can come up with in order to make something happen or to um complete a goal or to reach your dreams like um You can create ways to make things happen. And then um, you don't want to limit yourself. Limitations only exist in your mind Limitations are only what you place on yourself And you don't let anybody else pollute your mind Into limiting yourself
1: Right, because so TDJ said in that clip That we just listened to was um, There are no barriers And there are no limitations So who put the barrier and the limits in your mind? You, other people Or how you really feel
5: mm-hmm. You
1: know, there are no limits to what you can achieve. Like, you think Tyler Perry just woke up one day and said, oh, I'm going to create Tyler Perry Studios. He probably dreamed it. He probably did dream it. But as you, the start of a thing can produce other things. So, I mean, yeah, he wanted his own plays, but, I mean, I'm sure, like, he probably didn't expect to, like, one day buy a military base. Like, not in the beginning. I mean, late, I mean, through his own um, trials and dilemmas that he's had with when it comes to him, his production and his movies, he decided to create his own lane because he was getting so much slack every time. He he always talks about how hard it is to get his movies in the theater. so he just created his own. You know, he's gonna. But I remember years ago when he bought his he bought the military base. I read it in the magazine, so this had to be a long time ago. But it took all this time for him just to build Tyler Perry Studios. It's very effective. So now all the people that superseded him in the beginning, like all these other stars that were already famous before him, they're all, now he created an avenue for them, and now they're coming to him. He became a resource, you know, and it's just like, look at that. Like, there is no limits. Now he's a billionaire. You know, and it's just like, he's just a regular guy, it's just like everybody else, you know. But he's extraordinary. He's doing things. He His mind is different, though. He's the greatest at what he does. Like, he, I heard him say how he wrote a whole, a whole play, or was it not a play, Um, on his show. He wrote the whole thing out in, like, a day or two. It was crazy. Like, his mind was just going and he just sat up all day. This, he said it's the way his mind operates. So he's had a lot of practice and repetition. So now he knows how to be successful. So when he gets downloaded, like for us, it may take us a while. We may get tired. We may not feel like writing it down. Oh, I'll write it down later. But he had that muscle memory. He had that habit. So, like, when something's downloaded, he'll, like, block everything out, like everyone, and he'll just stay up, and he'll get it all done. Mm-hmm. And then now, look, like, he'll have it on the on TV for you and you know the next season quite amazing so that goes back to what you were saying you Mm -hmm. know so just basically be the best just be the best that you can be you know
0: then another way to be great is through confidence Um, you have to know that everything that that it takes to be great is on the inside of you that you have all the tools that you need. There's Mm -hmm. so many resources out here. If you just put it together Mm -hmm. and make up in your mind that you're going to do it, then it's already in you. Right. And just, but the knowing part to have the confidence
1: and just know who you are. And I'm not just, we can give you all these keys and these tools, but these are things that, we have to do every day like some days you may wake up and you're not feel that confident you know but it's like you what do you do in the morning what do you do in the when at the heat of the day when everything gets a little bit crazy or not go according to your plans do you get um discouraged you know it's just like how do you reset because it's not just in the morning we can wake up with a great morning great attitude and by the end of the day it could be a challenging day. Um, If you allow it or if you let that in, but um, where's your reset button? You know, like sometimes for me, I know for me, I'm like, okay, Uh, you know how the whole, the whole thing, like, Oh, we'll do it tomorrow. We'll start over tomorrow. My thing is, no, we'll start over right now. You know, if that ends up being tomorrow, then that's, it is what it is. But you know, it's like, no, change it right now. I'm going to do something different right this very second. The, the, At the moment, I acknowledge it, you know, when something's not right or not going according to plan. Yeah, we can start over tomorrow, but if you have, like, so much of the day left, you know, you can try to change your mindset, shift back, and don't let it carry you down. Because sometimes those are just little trials right there. Like, how are you going to handle it when you do have a corporation? Do you want a corporation? Those aren't easy, like, to manage. So it's just like... All these little challenges. Sometimes that's all you need to realize what avenue you don't want to go into, like what vein you don't want to be a part of. Like, oh, yeah, I I know how that will make me feel. I'm not going to do that. Or hire somebody to do that part, you know. But, yeah, so confidence, knowing who you are and that you have the ability. And then just know that you should be a, a magnet to everything else that you may need to complete you to get a job done everything is all is still within you the fact that you are able to go and call pick up the phone and call a resource or make a connection that's still in you to do you know so just be confident in that that leads to greatness confidence
0: another thing that leads to, leads to greatness is um serving now when you get certain level Um, you begin to realize that it's not just about you, but what you do, it can affect others. And other people are actually um, benefiting from what you do. Mm -hmm. And um, the more valuable you are, the more monetary value that places on you. So you produce um, monetary value in yourself by what you do by your time by your services by your creativity, what you produce so um even in um just stories that you hear uh how many people like benefit or how their lives are affected by what somebody else does for a living mm. Mm-hmm. And then um the last point that I have is passion. Passion will make you tick. Passion will drive you drive you to stay up longer, to get up in the middle of the night, to stay up all night. What are you passionate about basically?
1: Right. What keeps you up at night? What is it that you will regret you did not do if you leave when you leave this earth? Or, you know, I mean, that starts to go into legacy and all that. But what are you passionate about? And that, whatever you're passionate about, and you put all the key elements, all that mixed in, that will be your greatest outcome. You know what I mean? That will lead you to being on the path of greatness, Mm -hmm. being your best self
0: and then what you do eventually it will just become a part of who you are mm-hmm. and you just don't even yeah. think about it or even even a burden because it's just a part of who you are and it's just right. something that you do yeah
1: every day and, you're,
0: and you do it well you do it well mhm so with that um
1: Well, there are some things that can also keep you from being great. And we we know these things, but they need to be said.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so you could get comfortable. And if you're comfortable in yourself and what you're doing, then.
1: Like too complacent.
0: Too complacent. Then it's not adding to you or it's not stretching you and there's no growth there. Mm-hmm.
1: Like a mundane type of feel. So
0: you have to continually challenge yourself to do something different.
1: Yeah, and I don't even think it's a challenge. I think sometimes you just, okay, this is a small example, but it makes all the world of difference in my world right now. Like for me, I don't know if I told you guys the story already, but um, I finally got like a desk and a workspace for working from home. So I was trying to just get by because I wasn't sure that we would be working from home indefinitely. So I had, you know, little by little, I was just working with a laptop, and then I had to go get my second monitor. And it wasn't until I went and got my second monitor that I realized that I cannot work like this, like just the way I was working from home. And the fact that I don't have, you know, my workspace and tailored to me and to make me effective I have been functioning so much better so it's just like I had to switch that up I was good at my job already but now I'm great at it like I was like one of the best um in my old department but I was like one of the best just recently like last week and then this week it's just like it makes that big of a difference even in my work but not just for work, because you know, like, yeah, I'm working for somebody, a company right now. But it also helped me with work outside of work. You know, I'm even able to, if for some reason, I'm able to work simultaneously. I'm able to do the work at work, and I'm able to um, download knowledge by listening to certain um, podcasts or education or things that help help me um, with business or. Um, hobbies. It's just fully functional. So at the end of the day, I don't feel drained. I feel great like at the end of the day because I'm maximizing my time. And that's because my routine kind of changed. You know, I was like not like (laughs) sitting in the bed or, you know, I just had a different I mean, I have my plants around, I have my, my essential oils going, it just makes the difference. So sometimes you have to just change it up. And even before all of this, I used to have to just go to the library sometimes, I had to change it up, switch it from the library, go to Barnes and Noble. Just sometimes you just have to change up some things and who knows, you know, what else will come into play later. But that's just small, but makes all the difference.
0: Yeah, and I have to be careful of that myself because I get so comfortable with the routine that if something happens where it has to be adjusted, Mm -hmm. um, it takes me a little bit more time to regroup, but I'm getting better at that. But as I say that um, sometimes, I mean, it's good to change. Mm -hmm. So um, Yeah,
1: and change is hard. That's a whole other topic, though. So I get what you're saying there mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Or if somebody interrupts your routine mm-hmm. and if it wasn't you, see, mine was my doing, you know what I mean? That's what makes the difference. Yeah. Um. Or so, I mean, if I had a coach that stretched me, that would be different too. That may not feel good,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: it's what you need. Right. hmm mm-hmm. And then um
0: the, the next one is um, a reason why uh, people would be kept away from greatness is, They are afraid of failure. Mm -hmm. And we could just say that um, and not really expound on it because we already talk about how to overcome failure or how to take failure, take it as a learning tool. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then um, the next is they are afraid of success. So they're afraid of the person they may become. Or they may not. Even,
1: some people sabotage it because they can see success coming to them and it's uncomfortable and it's unbelievable. Um, so it's kind of strange to say and hear, but I mean, a lot of people do it and a lot of us are guilty of that. It's just like, oh, no, this, is ha- this shouldn't be happening to me, but it is. You know what I mean? And sometimes you sabotage yourself, self-sabotage, um, because you're afraid of success. Or the unknown, fear of the unknown, what success brings. It's just Mm -hmm. like sometimes you can be. Because I know for me, sometimes I'm in my own thoughts about other things that you don't even have to deal with right now. (laughs) So it's just like, don't do that to yourself.
0: And then the last one I wanted to hit was the victim mentality.
5: Mm -hmm.
0: And it's like. I'm not able to do something because of a situation or I was born into poverty and I, nobody ever taught me how to do this or instead of finding a way to get it done or finding um, resources or finding um, knowledge to get it done. Mm-hmm. So. Uh,
1: so basically playing a victim will hinder you from being great. hmm Will hinder you from your greatness. So basically, that was going to be my question at the end is, uh, what is hindering you from being great? What is hindering you from greatness? I mean, we're on the journey. We're trying to get there. We're getting there. That's mm-hmm. what I won't to say. We're trying. Sometimes we don't even realize. Like we have so many goals that we're striving for, we don't even realize what we're sitting in right now. The very thing that you prayed for, or asked for, you're already there, but it's like not enough or mm-hmm. something. It's like, oh, it you don't even realize it like you turn around and you look like we just we completed the ebook, but we're still like with all these other projects we want to do, you know, but at least that is something we've done. We've completed the ebook, we're doing the radio, and we do things outside of this. But it's just like we have to sometimes sit back and look over your life and realize that you are achieving little goals that you set out, especially since this, this, this type of thing, these type of topics we talk about, but we're actually putting it into work, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, we're not perfect. We know that. But it's just like, but eventually you look up. You should be able to reflect and see where have you gone. Like, have you allowed COVID to stop you from progressing? You know what I mean? It's like, have you, have you just decided to be in the cave, hibernate, and not do anything, and that be your excuse? Oh, because of the pandemic. Oh, because of COVID. Oh, I haven't done this, haven't done that. Now, sometimes it really is the excuse, but like, are you allowing it to stop you? Are you allowing it to stop you from making money? Now you feel like you can't make money because supplies this and supplies that and. You know, I mean, some things really are a challenge, but I'm just saying, is it stopping you? You know, like, so basically evaluate yourself at the end of the day. What's hindering you from being great? Is it your ha- your own habits? Do you wake up too late or do you stay up too late? Do you watch too much TV? Do you read at all? Do you try to just change what you see on social media or what you follow um what is going to make you better like what are you putting into you like i know i have to watch what i see on social media and i don't watch a lot of tv and i'd rather i'm getting back into reading my books i'd rather read more books there's a lot of knowledge out here and it's like i don't have time for tv but you do need to have a balance so i'm not saying tv is bad I mean, I have to watch some things that break away, but I mean, if I do watch it, it's that night before I go to bed, like right before sleep, you know, but it's just like the day is full already. So it's, we have to just, first of all, not be too hard on ourselves. And then secondly, just try to make some changes. I mean, what I will say is let it flow and not do it hardcore, because I think that's one thing I've learned about myself through this whole new year, or it's not even new anymore. <laughs> was I have all these things rigidly planned out, but I realized some things were before it's time, like before I could actually flow into it. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to force myself to get up and meditate. I'm going to force myself to journal. But now, if I want to journal, I can journal, and I let it flow, as opposed to it kind of seemed like a hindrance. I mean, not a hindrance, like, Yeah, burden to try to achieve this right here, but it's not in me yet. But I wanted it to be in me, you know, because I know it's what I needed to do. So if you know that's something you need to do, you need to flow with it, though. You know, and it is okay if you miss a day. It's okay if you miss a week or two, you know, if that was your goal is to journal or write a book. But um, so that's what I realized. It's like, you know what you ought to be doing. So um, just let it flow, though. Let it all magnetically pull you you know follow that that pull that tug that you have um, so yes um, but that's about all that I really wanted to say when it comes to the closing of it all um, basically just look and then whatever you reflect on yourself at the end of the day tonight and then think about what you can change and if you're doing everything great then take yourself an then you should push yourself a little bit higher. I mean, I know some people that are just fine with the way their life is, and if that's how you want to live, that's fine. We all, it's interdependence. We all are connected in some way, and it affects us all in some way. But um, just do that and make some changes wherever it's needed. But, yeah, every morning, too, especially when you're not feeling it tell yourself in the morning, like, I am greatness. I am a money magnet. I am organized. I am disciplined. You know, I am blessed. I am favored.
0: Mm -hmm. And if you, um, need some extra, some extra, listen to it. Mm -hmm. it. Say some things, record it, go to sleep listening to I used to do that.
1: to memorize certain things that really, um, spoke to me or even like scriptures, I used to read it and play it back. And um believe it or not that would really worked. Something about I guess hearing your own self, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And I write down things. If I hear a little nugget like what T D Jake said you know, like the there are no barriers or limitations basically within you. Like, you know, I'll write that down. Something that whatever speaks to me and I'll put it on a post and I'll Look at it, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so. Okay. Sit, sit, sit. But anyway, um, yes. Yeah, so our ebook is out,
0: you guys. Pandemic Survival Guide. Yes,
1: the Pandemic Survival Guide. Purchase it on jtmuse.com dot com. J t m u s e dot com. We appreciate your support. We feel like it is for everybody. Um, There are some things in there that we've talked about And there's a lot of things in there that we have not mentioned um, That, I mean, we can only mention so much on air You know, we'll have a time frame But um, there's little tips and things like that in there And,
0: yeah, just pass that on Very valuable information Um, So make sure you guys check that out
1: Mm -hmm. So, Mm
0: -hmm. Do we have any questions? Have any questions? Any questions or comments,
1: put your hand up by hitting the number one
0: on your phone.
1: And if not, not, there's nothing wrong with that either. We feel like um, we got everything out there. Mm -hmm. And we appreciate you guys' support every week. Every week. And tune in to everything that Hindsight has going on. Um, from Truth Tuesday every Tuesday at seven with Akeem L. And we are here every um, Thursday at seven. And then we have Bathsheba on Sundays at seven. And we have Buns on Mondays at seven. I believe he's at seven. And he had his first. She had his first show on Monday, and it was great. Um, I was excited about it. And then we have um, Akeem's son. He's she's uh, on um, Fridays or maybe Saturday. So just keep a lookout for um, everything that's going on because hindsight. we are yes yeah, hindsight because is we making it the happen. information station change <laughs> in the nation. Yes, so um, Bathsheba has um, a webinar coming up, mm-hmm. um, the homeschooling webinar this Saturday at eleven, I believe. Yes,
0: eleven.
1: Make sure you guys check that out as well, because it's um, a webinar on how to be, how to homeschool as a national. As a national. So, um,
0: but
1: yes, that is, that's all I have. I feel like I can talk forever. Um, yeah. But so. you guys
0: have a blessed weekend. Um, we love you, and we'll talk to you next week. Take care, everyone. Peace.
6: long time. We shouldn't have left you without a dope beat. Step two, step two, step two, step two, step 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 step. Think it, think it. has been a long time. We shouldn't have left you without a dope beat. Step two, step two, step two, step two, step step. Think it, think it, baby girl. What would you do to
5: get to me? What would you say to have your way? You go. Tell all the poor. I keep it low. If I say no, will you turn away or carry me off? Not till I see what this could be, be eternity, or just a week, then now I can't see. It's all the change, it's nothing now, but will it change?